kids, it's story time! <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the story of Krusty's expensive new suit. His sexual harassment suit! <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, as part of Krusty's plea bargain, he has a new court-ordered sidekick, Ms. No Means No! Whoa, you're hot! Let's get some dinner after the show. I have dinner with all my employees. Right, Sideshow Mel? We've never spoken outside of work. <laughs> I'm surprised he doesn't try to blame his problems on his Percodan addiction. Wasn't my fault. It was a Percodan. If you ask me, that stuff rots your brain. And I'll wait for my new sponsor. Percodan! Oh, crap! Welcome into the fourth mother box, ladies, gentlemen, anybody, whatever the fuck you call yourself. You are listening to this show today, the first official fourth mother box show of 2022. Um, but I don't give a shit. Calendars are made up by man. So we just literally turn the page and it's what you make of it. Um, but uh, if you got a New Year's resolution, great. If you don't, even more power to you. But we are here. We are ready to give you opinions that nobody asked for and ready to just spit out the bone, all sense of knowledge that we uh, know and that that and opinions nobody asked for by a couple of white guys with a podcast. So welcome into the fourth mother box, ladies and gentlemen. Happy 2022. Today's a special episode because not only do you have myself, Tom Oakry, hello there, um, but you also have my co-host as always, Kyle Cosentino, hailing from Chicago, Illinois. Um, and we'll start there before I introduce our other special guest uh, that we have on the show. Kyle, how the fuck are you today? I'm doing pretty damn good. Happy New Year, gentlemen. Happy New Year, indeed. But I would be remiss if I didn't introduce one Brad Hughes, my cohort on Jedi Talk. Overall great guy and happy and big, big fan of Fourth Mother Box, probably our biggest fan, to join today to talk about a whole bunch of shit. Uh, Jedi Talk's on a, a bit of a break right now, just what we're doing, but um, Brad, how the fuck are you? Welcome into the fourth mother box, man. Hello there. I'm excited to be here. This is a good time. I am sitting in a hotel room in North Carolina, and it is really weird being in a hotel room in your hometown. Yeah, it's, it is. Uh, it's strange. <laughs> yes, it is. I've, I, you know, it, I, I got used to it after a while, going back to Chicago and just staying in some hotels, but it's... It's kind of weird to just open it up, look out, and be like, yeah, I used to live just like right there, and now I'm staying in a bed and paying for people to do that. That's, that's crazy. How's, how's your trip been so far? So far, so good. The, this is the fun part of the trip before we start moving people down from New Jersey to North Carolina. So for anyone who's listening to this who's missing Jedi Talk, Jedi Talk's not over. Um, we are just out of town, and it's just kind of hard. This is the only show I was able to do this week because I am helping Holly's family move from New Jersey to South Carolina instead of being on a cruise, but I'll talk about that later on Jedi Talk. Um, but uh, yeah, Jedi Talk's not going anywhere. We're going to come back strong in 2022, and uh, we just we just prefer doing it in person. So that's one of the reasons why we didn't do it right. via Skype, just because it's better for us to sit in the garage and just kind of talk and just, you know, it, uh, it's good. But I'm happy to be on Fourth Mother Box. This is one of my favorite podcasts, and I would be saying that if I wasn't friends with you guys, but you guys do a good job. 
Hell yeah. So, so now that we're all done yeah. licking each other's assholes, uh, Kyle, how the hell has your new year been? How's your week been, man? It's been good. It's, um, you know, I'm off this week, so it's, I've really just been being lazy. I mean, sometimes you just need to be lazy, right? So, oh, yeah. um, I'm, I'm enjoying that. You know, it's because it's like, I find myself like I'm always on the go. And so just having a week to just stop and, and do like nothing. I mean, I did a few things over the past week. I went downtown. I checked out the office experience, uh, in downtown Chicago. And if you're not familiar with that, it's basically, <laughs> it, I, I, I feel like it's a traveling. I think it's a traveling, um, thing type of thing, but they, they bring uh, stuff in and props in from the office uh, TV show. And so it was really, really cool. Like I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. If you guys are anybody's downtown Chicago um, at any point, definitely check it out. If you're a fan of the office, you will not be disappointed. That's pretty cool. You uh, did you get to see Megadesk? Was it there? Uh, I did get to see Megadesk. Uh, it was the. Uh, it was there for sure, okay. and I got to sit at I got to sit at that desk as well as Michael Scott's desk, and it was it was pretty fucking awesome. That's pretty cool. Like, were they? So this is just like a re, this is a recreation of the office, right? They're they're not like actual piece sets from their set, is it? Uh, it's a re, it's a recreation of it, but the it's. Um, it looks pretty damn close. I mean, so you, you walk in and you see like props from the show, you see like outfits and like, you know, the authentic stuff that were, was definitely on the show. Um, and then you can just kind of like, you know, look around and stuff like you can open some drawers and you see like some stuff from the show. Like if you open, I think it was Dwight's drawer. You see like the, um, the stapler and jello and you, you can kind of, as you walk through it, you see like different areas from the office and other parts of the show, like uh, shrewd farms and, and stuff like that. So it, it was really, really cool. And it was definitely a good experience. Um, definitely can recommend it. That's cool. I wish they did that. That sounds awesome. The only thing I've ever got to do like that was we went to the Warner brothers lot and we got to walk through some of the, like the sets, but like the big part of it was we got to sit on the actual friends couch, which was pretty cool. I like Friends. I know people like like to hate on Friends, but that was a cool like. That's such an iconic thing, like the Friends couch. Yeah, I heard about that one. I um, I'm not a Friends fan, but I think it's it's so cool when you can recreate stuff like that. And I know there's actually one for Harry Potter. I think it's in uh, London, and so I definitely yeah. want to check that out one day for sure. There was some stuff. If you ever make it out to L.A. again, we did the whole Warner Brothers tour, and a big chunk of it was uh, DC and Harry Potter stuff. Oh fuck like, yeah! Like most of the most of the tour was DC and Harry Potter, and um, I think that was when we went in twenty nineteen. And so I forget what what movie came out in twenty nineteen. It was like a big DC movie. Was that Justice League? Shazam. Shazam. That's what it was. There's a lot of stuff like actual costumes from Shazam and stuff. I got to dig up some of those photos and send them to you because there was some pretty cool stuff there. That's sick. That's awesome. And stuff from oh, I remember specifically remember stuff from Aquaman too. Oh, very Aquaman, cool. Aquaman stuff was there. I'll, I'll have to go through the photos and send you guys some stuff. Yeah, Aquaman was hot just after 2018 into 19. Um, Shazam was the big movie. It came out I think in March or April that year. So yeah, good shit, man. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, I would love for that. It was really well done. Too. Yeah, I know we have Galaxy's Edge and stuff, but that'd be cool if they did shit like that for Star Wars or 
more shit like that even for like DC if they just like recreated the Batcave that you can go visit or like recreated the Fortress of Solitude like shit like that I would love it like, yeah, like that'd how that would be dope I mean Launch Bay kind of was a thing Well Launch Bay yeah that's right yeah Launch Bay was a thing are they are they like going to just revamp Launch Bay what are they doing with that I don't know man I I think the reason they only reason they really did it was to promote the movies going forward you know, now that we're done with seven, eight, nine, I yeah. mean, they could they could easily keep it going with like, like how cool would it be to have like a Kenobi and a Book of Boba Fett thing? Did you, did you ever go into Launch Bay and see like the stuff they had set up? I do. Yeah. Okay. I, I remember that. Yeah, Kyle, did you ever see that stuff? They had like actual props and like they had the actual Pod Racer from Episode One in there. Um, Anakin's Pod Racer and a few other things from the movies and when Last Jedi and Force Awakens and all that stuff was coming out, they would rotate props in there and. That's, that's some cool stuff in there, but it was it was very small. Like one, it's like a one room museum. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know what the hell they're going to do with that. Um, I know Kyle's been there. He went with us specifically, um, but we'll see. Um, you know, maybe maybe more stuff with Book of Boba Fett. I know we were thinking they'd do stuff on Disney Plus Day, but um, one of the main reasons Brad is here is to talk about Book of Boba Fett, and we're going to get to that in just a second, but. Um, this podcast has been evolving into somewhat of a very much, not 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 somewhat. I'm not going to hide from it. Like we are part of the Metallica media. Like we are we are we've been talking about Metallica for the past several like several weeks as we led up to the 40th anniversary. The 40th anniversary came and went. Kyle and I were there. We've talked about it at length, but I want to continue to talk about Metallica because on top of the comic books and stuff, this is what Kyle and I know very very well, and we tend to get a lot of listens, and people will come listen to you know. Metallica stories are just just about the band in general, right? Like we're a freaking you know Metallica podcast. So Brad isn't an, is an interesting uh, Metallica fan because when I met him, of course, Brad knew who they were. He was a he's a you know they're a household name for God's sake. Uh, but it was you know, and I'll let you tell it in your own story, Brad. But it's like it wasn't to to like the band wasn't as big as you thought it was, right? Like, it, like, and I want to hear your perspective, like, because this is a great fan perspective to have, because this band has been around for 40 years, have a lot of people who have been with them lock and step for 40 years, or 20 plus, and Kyle, in mind's sake, but, like, Brad comes around, and he's becoming a fanatic, and, you know, later on in Metallica's years. So what was your experience like, man? So I really found them out through you, like, just becoming friends with you and Kyle, and, and that was literally, like... I remember the first time, the first Metallica song I ever heard was Nothing Else Matters, even before Sandman. I say that, but like I probably, you know, I probably heard Sandman before, like on the radio, just didn't know what it was. But I remember specifically, I was driving in my car when I was a teenager on a 106.5 The End in Charlotte, and Nothing Else Matters came on. I was like, who is that? I was like, that's Metallica? I thought they were like a metal band. And I never really got into them whatsoever up until a few months ago. And I'm like, obsessed now i i don't i'm not gonna pretend like i'm a fan like i'm nowhere close to you guys but seeing them live and thanks that was my christmas gift from tom so thank you tom seeing them live changed my opinion completely of them because i like i said i just it's not like i didn't i would say i didn't like metallica but it was blatant ignorance and it was just one of those things where it's like i just didn't know anything about metallica like i literally thought nothing else matters was from like 2005 like i had <laughs> i had i had no context for it so like when i found out they like their first album was like what 84 83 82 83 83 yeah like 
that's insane. And me and you have talked about this because I'm a big music guy. Like I love music. I love how they produce music. What album were you and me talking? Was it the Black Album where I'm like, this doesn't sound like it's 30 years old? Yep, Black Album. That, I mean, if you go back and listen to Black Album, it is just, it's a legit masterpiece. Like, it does not sound like it's a, like, you could put any of those songs on the radio now, and it would sound further ahead than anything on the radio now. Like, it just holds up so well. Uh, for people who don't know, my favorite band is Zeppelin. And I think Zeppelin's kind of the same way. Like, if you go back and listen to, like, What's weird to me about Zeppelin is Led Zeppelin 1 and Led Zeppelin 2 both came out in 1969. And those are two crazy iconic albums. And they hold, like, I, what you have to do is you have to, like, go listen to what was popular music at the time to be able to compare. So, like, think about the, the first Metallica came, album came out well before Warrant's Cherry Pie. Yeah. Like, think about how <laughs> insane that is. That's nuts. It's wild. I, I, I think they are the best band I've ever seen live. Um, they're absolutely incredible. And I cannot wait to get my 40th shirt. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Yep. Got that. When Got that ready to go. I had it. a question. I had a question. What? And I, I guess, like, maybe I heard this before, but I just don't remember. Why did Led Zeppelin break up? John Bonham died. Well, and that's it? That's it. They've gotten back together three times. So they've used his son, Jason Bonham. Right. Um, yeah, I heard for, he for like recently and and the one they did in 2007 they used him, but before that like they did Live Aid and like they just didn't if you go back and listen to the Live Aid show, they just don't sound very good. Um I don't really think they rehearsed all that much for that. It's not a very good performance. Um you but know, yeah, Robert Plant's just like, yeah, that's done. You know, he every time the rumors come up like they're getting back together, he's like, "Nope, I'm not doing it. I don't want to become a karaoke version of myself." Which I kind of get, but like when you look at a band like Metallica that's like they're, they they don't feel like that, you know. They've kept going, I guess, which is the difference. You know what, though, uh, God, I mean, I think his son Jason Bonham. I think it was him who played on the Black Sabbath thirteen record when they couldn't get uh, Bill Ward back. And I don't see why they couldn't just keep going with that. I get not being a parody, but some some bands have lasted the test of time. Like when I saw Judas Priest, which is I think almost just as old as Led Zeppelin. I mean, Rob Halford was flawless live. And, and maybe you just don't get singers that often that can sing like that. And granted, uh, you know, Robert Plant is just like his own thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, that's he's like, I don't know. I mean, there's ways around that, though. I mean, I think like over time, like your voice changes and then you could just obviously change the tuning change if it. you can't if yeah. you can't get to that range that you once were. Yep. And there's there's always and, you know, in today's world with like technology, like you could sound like literal literal shit as a singer and there's going to be an audio program that's going to just fix your voice. It just you can Absolutely. do that. And I think they sounded great. And there's, there's a live album, the one that they recorded in 2007 called Celebration Day. They did tune everything down a half step, but I it I sounds just, great. Like, I don't. I don't understand. Like, I just, you're the, you're one of the greatest rock bands, in my opinion, the greatest rock band of all time. Like, it's, it's just a shame. Give me one time, give me one time to see you. Like, I'm going to see Robert Plant in, in North Carolina in February because, like, I got to at least see the parts of them that still exist. Like, I can't, I can't, I've never seen any of my favorite band live. I've never seen Jimmy Page in person. I've never seen John Paul Jones. I've never seen Zeppelin. The only Led Zeppelin experience I've ever had was me and my dad when I was like 15 or 16 years old. We went to 
see this like it was i forget what it's called but it was like led zeppelin music with an orchestra behind it and it, the guy that sang sounded just like robert plant it was insane but it was like all their music had like a whole it was, it was basically like snm but with led zeppelin but not led zeppelin but it was it was unbelievable like the music was so good and it just it made me i remember just sitting there being like god i'm never gonna see zeppelin in concert it breaks my heart man yeah, and it's just a shame when bands I I want to use the word selfish cuz like I think of like other bands like System of Down not that they're any way shape or form compared can compare to them, but you know, we haven't gotten an album from them since 2005 and it's just because they can't get their shit together. Insane. And I think it's just you know, I'm not the biggest Led Zeppelin fan. I mean, I've played some of their stuff on the guitar and the respect is there. It's the same way I feel the same way about the Beatles. Like not the biggest Beatles fan, but I get I get why they are one of the greatest bands in history. No, I I disagree I, I with disagree. that. I, I completely disagree. I don't get the Beatles. <laughs> one, I like maybe maybe I was born out of that era. I I just don't get like I completely agree I with what you say get, about Zeppelin. I like Zeppelin better than you, Kyle, but uh, I don't get the Beatles. <laughs> I just don't. I don't I don't get them at all, yeah. man. Like the only Beatles song I actually enjoy is "Day Tripper." Yeah. All right, well. <laughs> What, what do you think? Uh, what do you think of Greta Van Fleet? Because I, I want to like them, but a part of it just pisses me off. Like I, I just That's feel me. like that is me one hundred percent, dude. It's to me, it's the fact that he won't acknowledge that they sound like Led Zeppelin. Like he's done, he's gone on interviews and talked about like the fact that that he's really inspired by Aerosmith. And I'm like, <laughs> oh just, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, like what are you talking about, dude? You sound. Like, have you seen the video of Robert Plant talking about how much he sounds like Robert Plant? <laughs> No, it's hilarious. We'll have to we'll, we'll put a link in the, okay. in the in the description. It's hilarious. He's like, yeah, I've heard that voice before. He sounds like he borrowed it from someone. It's hilarious. <laughs> ah, but like th that's my problem is like if, if if you just sound like Led Zeppelin because you love Zeppelin and that's just what you want to sound like, I'm here for it. But the fact that you won't acknowledge it is just insane to me. It's it's kind of like too on the nose. You know what I mean? Like and. Like, even if you look at Megadeth, you can draw comparisons between Megadeth and Metallica. I mean, Dave Mustaine is a different voice, but, like, there's there's similarities there. I mean, they write similarly. Their guitar work is very similar. So, I mean, you could say that they're influenced by each other. I mean, a lot of bands sound like each other, but that that's like they just basically said, we're just going to copy Led Zeppelin and not have any any like originality. At least as far as I've heard from them, I mean, they sound they're very talented. I'll give them that, but... I don't know. I just part of me is like, you, you can't emulate one of the greatest bands of all time. You just can't do that. I'm with you, man. Uh, there's a song for them called Lover Lever that I really, really like. Um, but I remember showing that's like the one song from them that it kind of still sounds Zeppelin y, but not as much. But it's just a really good rock song. Um, I remember showing them to my dad, and my dad was like, What Led Zeppelin song is this? And I was like, It's not Led Zeppelin. He's like, What? <laughs> How is that not led up? Like, yeah, it's a band called Greta Von Fleet, and he's like, "That's insane." Like, Tom, do you know anything about Greta Von Fleet? Uh, it, that I don't like them. It would have heard on the radio. I haven't really cared for. That's about it. it. They're they're, they're opening so for Metallica. I know. They're opening no. for Metallica. I think in either Vegas or I think uh, Italy or something like that. I One of their upcoming shows. Yeah. I it's it's Vegas. It's that back to back show that they're doing. Like one night's Metallica, the other night is Billy Joel. I think Greta Van Fleet's opening for him there. They're gonna get their. Oh, when, when, is, they, when is this? Uh, they can't. February. Metallica never. Metallica Feb can never really get good opening bands. I mean, they used to, like back in the day, but just 
I don't know, ever the last few times that I've seen them, it's just like, why do they keep picking like the worst people to open for them? I don't know. Yeah, why'd they pick Mudvayne to open for them? That wasn't oh, them. That wasn't them. That was that was the fest. <laughs> that was a festival. Last time Metallica picked Mudvayne to open for them was 2003, and they sounded so much better. Dude, that was I. I love Mudvayne. I knew every. I know every single. Like I love Mudvayne, and this is coming from somebody who loves them. They were so bad live. At Welcome to Rockville. I don't know why the first yeah. time I saw them live, they were incredible, and I've seen Hell Yes or Hell Yeah before. Like I like them, but they were so bad. I saw, um, I actually, like I was in a band a couple of years ago and we played with on the side stage at like, um, rock fest in Wisconsin. And I saw, I think it was like the guitarist and Vinnie Paul drive by me in a golf cart. Nice. And like, I saw them play live and they were good. Like they, they sounded really good. Um, it's, I'm just like a couple years time. I don't know what happened. Like Chad Gray is an amazing singer, but you know, with yeah. metal bands, you always get this that happens is that they can sound excellent, you know, in a studio, but when you put them on stage, that's the real test. That's when you really know if they're a good singer or not. What what yeah, uh, Tom said it best there, a studio band. Yeah. What what uh year did you see Vinnie Paul? Like how close that to was, it was before he died? That was like right before he died, because that was in twenty seventeen. Oh man, that's like a year. And, yeah. And like I was like, we didn't have access to like backstage. Like we were just on a side stage playing, but I was walking. I remember like by some tent and we just saw him like drive by in, in, uh, in like a little golf cart. And I was just, I was like amazed because that, you know, that was fucking Vinnie Paul, you know, driving yeah. past me. Uh, it's unfortunate. And I think he died like right after that, which is unfortunate. He did 2018 awesome. got him. Yeah. 2018 got him. Oof. So remember when that came out, I was very sad about that one. Yeah. That was rough. Yeah, it was rough, and you know, uh, just a, just another shot in the head to uh, Pantera fans who were already dealing with nonsense from the years before. So, um, anyway, uh, speaking of dying and coming back to life, book a Boba Fett, gentlemen. So I assume. Hell yeah! I assume that both segue. Yeah, I need some credit. That was a great segue, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I assume we've both. We've all seen Book of Boba Fett, and spoiler alert, we're going to talk a lot about the first episode we were given for Book of Boba Fett. So I just want to put this out here right away immediately before we get into the nitty-gritty and talk about get both of your guys' thoughts about this. Like, I'm seeing this get some negative reaction online right now, and I have no fucking idea why. It's like, what more do you want out of a first episode for a character we know nothing about outside of very little that we've received in the original trilogy um, a little bit in the prequels, um, some in the Clone Wars, and then, you know, obviously a lot more in the Mandalorian, but they're still, we don't know how we got to that point. So, like, like man, Star Wars fans, I, God damn it, you're pissing me off. Like, come on, guys. Dude, they like, are the what do you want? annoying fucking fans on the planet. Like, it was a, I thought it was, before, we'll, we'll, we'll dive deep here in a minute, but this is my overall thought. It was a great establishing episode. Yes. It was a great way to get a lot of shit out of the way. We see how he survived the Sarlacc. We see how he like survived, and he's gonna probably end up killing those Tusken Raiders, I would assume, or you know, becoming friends with them and working something out. And who knows how that's gonna go? But I think they did a great job. It was masterfully written. I don't know if anyone noticed this, but there was no talking in the episode until ten minutes in. Yep, I caught that. I thought that was really there was well not done. a single word spoken until ten minutes into the episode, and it didn't feel like it was boring. It was 
it was great. I wish you would have seen maybe a little bit more out of the Sarlacc escape, but he escaped. That's all you need to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I give it like a seven and a half. It was, it was a little, it was a little slow. Like, I think we didn't need to see him try to escape the Tuscan Raiders so much, like so often, but you know, it's fine. And I, and it, um, Robert Rodriguez guy who's like, I can overhype the show all I want. It's going to deliver. That's, that's a bold thing to say. Um, but I, I liked it a lot. I don't, people just, I don't, what did you want? Like him to be like wielding the dark saber on the throne. Like it's clearly picking up where we left off with Mandalorian. You got to give it a little bit of time to breathe. It's the first episode. Yes. I get it. If we get four episodes like this one, you have a right to complain. But the first episode, man, cut, cut them some slack, dude. They had to establish what was going on. And I knew people who were still confused about when this took place in the time period. Right. So I was talking to friends of mine. And I had to like clear it up for, for my friend, Justin. He was like, where, when is this? And I'm like, it's right after Mando. Remember at the end of Mandalorian, he didn't even see the teaser for book of Boba Fett. Oh, wow. So he, so he was very thrown off by the, by the time period. Um, but I, I don't know, man. Like, I just don't, I don't understand this hate and it's Mandal The Mandalorian was way more boring than like the, not the first episode, but like, those middle episodes got so much praise, and those to me were boring as shit. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. It's I, Star Wars fans, we love you. Please check out Jedi Talk. <laughs> Jesus Christ, quit quit complaining. Yeah, that was bad. I, I yeah. So we've we've got two established timelines here. When he's in the Bactopod, it's he's he's like reliving right after Return of the Jedi when he when he fell into the Sarlacc pit, right? Like when he was found by the Tusken Raiders, and you're finding out how and the prequels. What was that? And the prequels oh, they showed him as a kid. They did. They did for a for a quick hot minute there. They did uh, 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 call back to Brad's favorite Attack of the Clones. Um, so, uh, and then when he's you know obviously, finally getting some representation. Yeah, yeah finally, God, finally the prequels are getting <laughs> some love. Christ. Uh, so, so, and then we see real like post Mandalorian, the post Mandalorian, you know, post sequel trilogy. Uh, you know, timeline that's closer to not not post sequel trilogy, but before the sequel trilogy timeline that he's in. So this is Mandalorian timeline, guys. You know, this is part of the sequel trilogy. And those of you who who are out there yelling that you hate the sequel trilogy, guess what? You hate Mandalorian Book of Boba Fett too, because this is right in the smack dab. This is this is Disney's content, guys. So suck it, um, uh, Kyle. Before Preach. I get, yeah, Kyle. I, I want to get Kyle's thoughts on the episode before I get into some theories and some thoughts I have. So, Kyle, what did you think of episode one, Book of Boba Fett? I thought it was. I thought it was really up to par with everything else that we've seen. Um, you know, with like the Mandalorian. Anyway, it's you really the first episode is just kind of like establishing stuff. So I don't. I don't know why people were complaining about it. I thought it was a good episode. It was good world building. It was good kind of like establishing what's going on and, and, you know, kind of a little bit more about these characters. And I didn't feel like I needed anything more from this episode. One of the things that I was really grateful for is that, is that, you know, when I looked up like how, I don't know the actor's name, but um, he's like 61 or two or something like that. The guy that plays Boba Fett. And I just think. Okay. So like, I just think it's great that like, you know, we have like actors when they're in their sixties that are able to do this and still bring characters that we love like this back to life. And, and maybe that's a little bit of that Hollywood movie magic type of stuff, but uh, that's, that's one of the things that I was really grateful for. I think this was like a really cool setup. So I'm really interested to see where this goes. So here's, um, and I, I couldn't agree any 
more than you than what what you've said. I I don't get this hate, and when I'm looking, I'm this is the same shit with like the Last Jedi. I'm I'm looking in comments of posts, and I'm I'm looking to see what people say about it, other than just jumping on because it's popular not to like it. Nobody's really giving a solid answer as to why they don't like it. They just didn't like it. It's it's like what again? It's like you got a problem that Slave Leia wasn't there. Um, you got a problem that Jabba wasn't wasn't alive all of a sudden. It's like it's like what's what's your problem? It's just just like let it go, let it go. This was an okay episode. This was be better than okay episode. And I I particularly, yeah. um, I'm 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 loving the things that we got right. So the Tusken Raiders, you know, we're seeing a lot of the Tusken Raiders from Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett already. So what's what's you know what's significant with them? Um, Brad, what do you think specifically? And Kyle, your thoughts too. Could the Tusken Raiders be a long lost tribe of Mandalorian? Which one are the which one were the Tusken Raiders? Were they the, the, the little guys or the big guys? The little guys are the Jawas. The big guys are the Tusken Raiders. Okay. Um, okay. I love the new design, like the black look for their costumes. I thought that was a really cool way to yes. kind of just, so it's not the same Tusken Raiders. I love the design of those. Um I don't know. That'd be interesting. I, I I'm I'm just kind of wondering if He's gonna like strike a deal with them or something because he killed that like centipede thing. Which I, I the first time I saw it, I liked it. But then I, when I watched it again, I was like, this kind of feels like a stop motion looking creature, like yeah. from from uh, what's that the 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 movie that was like stop motion, but it was like uh, based on like the Odyssey. What was the name of that movie? No idea. Um, from but... like the seventies. Oh man, what's the name of that freaking movie? Debbie does. We watched it. In, <laughs> we watched it in high school. I got. I'll have to find it. I okay. forget the name of the movie. But oh my god! I know what you're class. talking about. I know what you're talking about now. Oh yeah, it had like that weird like robot chicken thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. What the hell was that called? I don't know, but I remember when we were like reading the Odyssey and stuff that that we we watched that too. Oh, I'll, shit. I'll find it. In a second. Okay. Yeah. I'll find it in a second. But I, I don't know. That would be an interesting take because um, we've never seen the Tuscan Raiders take off their helmets. So that could be a thing. Um, that's a good idea. I like that. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I, I was I was trying to place. At first, I wasn't. You know, I I forgot about the Bad Batch there for a minute. So I thought the younger Tuscan Raider. I'm like, oh man, is that Fennec Shand? But then I'm like, no, no, no. We saw her in Bad Batch, so she's like way established before this already. So um, I obviously think that that child Tuscan Raider is going to have some sort of bigger role here maybe that's the first person who takes their helmet off to boba or something um but yeah he that that centipede looking monster kind of looked like a pokemon it it looked like my champ um the evolved version you know what it did (laughs) it did look like a pokemon yeah i was like whoa yeah i mean whatever it's this is a fantasy world so you're gonna get some crazy looking shit um yeah, I, I, uh, uh, Brad, I wanted to bring up um, the mayor. You know, we, we early on we got tributes from different people in Mos Espa, and obviously the mayor's office showed up with nothing but good thoughts or good. I don't know, like it was basically equivalent of giving thoughts and prayers to the new crime lord. <laughs> it, it does nothing but just make you feel good. <laughs> so he he showed up, and Brad, you specifically said in our Jedi Talk group text about who the mayor is. So I want to let you kind of you know, put that out in the universe who you possibly potentially think the mayor could be. Cause I think this is going to be a big character. I also said in our group chat that we'd see wreckage of Jabba's sail barge. And I was fucking right. Yep. Um, uh, I think it's going to be doc Ondar. 
That's crazy if it's stock for so many reasons. But um, why do you think it's stock? I mean, we don't know too much about his backstory. And to me, Disney hasn't put anything from Galaxy's Edge into their mainstream media. And other than the theme parks and like, you know, comic books and stuff, but nothing on like in live action or even animation. It's a big missed opportunity. Yeah, that's true. It was just mentioned, though. You know, they, they mentioned it. That's true. I forgot about that. But they've never shown anything. And they, we've seen that there's already an Athorian coming um, from the trailer. So I think it would just be cool to, like, maybe he's he used to work with Jabba or something and doesn't know that Jabba's toast. And now he has to deal with Boba Fett. And, you know, we do know that Mandalorian's helmet ends up on Doc's wall in Galaxy's Edge. Right. So I don't know if that just means that he has a helmet or if he's dead. But uh, is. Is Doc so, Ondor like is Doc Ondor exclusive to Batu? Yeah, he's 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 on Batu. His little den of antiquities is where you buy the lightsabers. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. I just didn't know like if he was like uh, in in like some other Star Wars story. No, no, he's new. He he was new to Galaxy's Edge, so it would be oh. cool to tie him in somewhere. Like if he came from Tatooine or. You know, just stop there to see Jabba, and then Boba Fett's there. Like that—that that would be. That's what I would do because I think you have to tie it in some in some way. Yes, I mean it would be perfect. And then because once Book of Boba Fett's over, the people who saw the series and fall in love with the characters, they go to Galaxy's Edge for the first time. Oh man, this is where Doc ended up. Like that's, like how do you not go to Batu, right? You know, it just—it just seems like a softball toss, and it just seems like a home run, right? What do we? It's almost, it almost it, makes so much sense they won't do it. Yeah. What do we know about like the history of Doc Ondor? I mean, what's his story? Well, that's it's like a there's not a ton there, but like basically he's just been like a merchant for a long time, and there's something to do with his parents, and like his parents' gravestones are out front of the store. Um, Is they explored it a little bit in the comic books, and I've read them, but I don't remember what the story was. Are they? Do, is there any like? kind of history of Batu? Like, is there any, like, stories or comics or anything like that that's out there? There's a few comics, but it's... it. I, I don't remember anything about them. I have them, and if you want to read them when you're here, let me know. Um, but they're... Uh, I just don't remember what the stories were. It was almost like these kind of, like, one-shot, one-off stories. Like, the only thing I really remember from the comic books was that Han Solo is the one that gives, the, gives Doc Ondar the baby Sarlacc that's in Doc Ondar's. Oh, yeah. That's wow. the only thing I remember from from the book, from the comic books. That's cool. But there, there there are some novels too. But there's nothing really that gives a detailed backstory on everything. Hey, that's interesting. I mean, he gets name dropping solo. Um, yeah. They they say go go check on him, right? Like someone bring us to Doc Ondar. Have you attended to Doc Ondar yeah. or something like that? Kira yeah. says it. Yeah. So I mean, he's obviously in some sort of trading thing. So we we see that already. So. Um, and then they also mentioned that the Falcon wouldn't even make it the Black Spire. L3 says it when they're walking towards the Falcon for the first time in Solo. Yeah. But there's never anything like, there's nothing that's like an all-encompassing story of Batu, which I think is a shame. What's the what's the connection the Halcyon has with Batu? It was part of the maiden voyage, right? Yeah. So they're, the whole idea is that they're retracing the maiden voyage of the Halcyon, which to, went to Batu, which is interesting because in the High Republic, I was under the impression that Batu was like a, I know at one point it was like a thriving place like to go, but like a, I thought it was like 
during the High Republic era, it went to crap. But apparently it was after that. So I don't know. I'm very curious about that. It would make sense. I mean, everything was luxurious in the High Republic and just everything yeah. went, went to crap once the Jedi fell. So that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I'm, dude, I'm so excited about the friggin' Halcyon. Yeah. We haven't said it publicly yet, but we got the chef's table, bro. Yeah, we, we did. We got the captain's table, yeah. Oh, captain's table. Yeah, I keep saying chef's table. And I guess it looks like Evan got it, too. Oh, he did? For both nights. It was on our, it was on my My Disney Experience. And I was like, wait, I didn't do both nights. And then it was it was his dates. Oh, shoot. Yeah, so that's exciting. That is exciting. That's awesome. I don't want to do it both nights because I want to try both sets of food. Me, too. Because, like, what if the, the, the captain's table sucks? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I mean, we did, we did the right thing. What if, what if the, what if the captain's not as like um, interactive with us, right, as we want to be? <laughs> did you see that they have concept art for the captain's table? Did I show you that? Is it in the book of Gal? Is it in the art of Galaxy's Edge? No, I don't remember. It might be. I saw it online somewhere. I'll send it to you. So it's just so in okay. case it's not. There. Beautiful, beautiful. So, um, so yeah, Doc. If Doc's the mayor, that's just incredible uh, it's it's such a power move for disney it's it's the right move if you ask me we've been chomping at the bit to see batu in star wars media right um we thought bad batch might do it but they fell flat um and that's okay we, i'm still expecting it in the in the near future you know they they want to get more people to batu more people to the galaxy's edge you know wow this is a real star wars place that you can visit you know don't be shocked if the Halcyon makes, you know, drops some sort of like, maybe they save it for Mandalorian season three where you see the Halcyon oh. Star Cruiser or something. That would be fire. Wouldn't that be they sick? Gotta put, they got to put it in somewhere. I mean, I feel like, you know, this has been a, around for what, like three years now? Oh, right? God. They've been working. Too? Yeah. Oh, publicly? Um, yeah, I think so. Like around that, two or three years. Yeah. Batu opened that- in 2019, right, Brad? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. I would just think like that would be so cool to see that come alive in some form of TV show or movie. Like it's it's bound to happen, and I I would love to see that. Then we could maybe even learn more about what it what it is and what it's about. I think that would be really cool. I I would I would actually like to see it maybe in Obi Wan, like in the background where if he's like going somewhere to try to find Anakin. Because we know that that has like meaning to Anakin and Padme now. It does. Or is that just your canon thing? What was that? That was that was really canon. Was that Kyle's joke? Oh, the about them uh, conceiving on their honeymoon. Leia. Right, they were there on their honeymoon. Correct? Is that actual canon? That's actual that canon. Up? That's actual okay. canon. They were there. Well, I don't know about the honeymoon thing being canon, but they did visit the Halcyon. Like they were like it's 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 canon in a comic book somewhere, or it's coming that they were going to. Evan told us this that they were going on some like secret mission on the Halcyon. So they were there together and like definitely stayed the night. Okay, I thought that was right. Yeah. So interesting. So I mean, I mean, obviously, if they did conceive Luke and Leia on the Halcyon, that would be spectacular, and that's canon to me. So nobody could tell me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. It, do- right? it does make sense. That's that's what's annoying is that it actually makes sense. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, um, if we get Doc as the mayor, man, it'll be huge. Uh, Book of Buff- Book of Boba Fett has so many spectacular possibilities, right? You know. Yeah, and this is character building. We're get you know everybody loves Boba so much. He's like the mysterious backstory that everyone clamored for. You know this. I feel this like, is why I say not every character needs a backstory. Right. It's okay to have these characters that just appear, and you love them for what you see, and you love them for the design. 
Like, I don't think I need a back. I love Snoke. Snoke is one of my favorite Star Wars characters. I don't, I don't want or need a backstory. I got what I got in the Mandalorian. To me, that's Snoke, and I'm happy with that. That's okay. fine by me. Okay. I, I don't. I would be interested, of course. Like, I, I, if I wanted, if I was going to get a Snoke story, I'd rather it be in a book. I think that would be the way I, I would want a Snoke story. Okay. I'd rather not have Snoke at all because he was a terrible character. You're dumb. <laughs> The worst payoff in history. That was terrible. What? Absolutely terrible. You talk about the last Jedi where he kills him? That was one of the greatest payoffs in history. Dude, that moment was incredible in theaters. People were losing their shit. That was like the moment for Kylo, dude. That was like fucking Ben. uh, The moment for Kylo Ren and Ben. So you kidding me? Holy shit. Nope. Wrong. Wrong. Oh, God, you're so stupid. It hurts my feelings. (laughs) Hey, Tom went on the Scott Ford show, and Scott Ford... He was uh, siding with siding with me and my thoughts about the Last Jedi. So he did go, and I watched the entire interview. Great interview, Tom Scott. I would love to have you on the show. But one thing we need to talk about is he was complaining that Disney didn't have a plan for Star Wars. Guess who also didn't have a plan for Star Wars? Lucas. George Lucas. Yep, I didn't get around to telling so Scott that, that but because I got so cut stupid, off, but... I'm tired of hearing it. Yeah, I think I think Disney has handled Star Wars better than George Lucas has yep. post the OG Agreed. trilogy mm-hmm. for sure. Agreed. Agreed, hundred percent. Suck it, people. We this fourth mother box and Jedi talk will agree with this. Like, come at us. Come on, tell us. Tell us how George Lucas could do any better right now. And it's always just such a vague. Eh, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the last no, time I like there was no... the first time. Me and Tom had very valid, same, very similar experiences yep. where I was like, I either love this movie or I hate it. When I went back and watched it again, I was like, this movie's dope. The problem is people just have that first initial reaction and they didn't go back and watch it to enjoy how great the movie is. Kyle. I rewatched it. I I rewatched it, and I'm just I'm like I'm not getting anything from this guy. Like I I just you're dead inside. (laughs) Like they they didn't build him enough build him up enough to like really make that big of an impact. And when he died, it was just kind of like, okay, that's how many many movies was the emperor in? How many movies was the emperor in? Oh God, Um, I know the answer. It's the last one, Return of the Jedi. He's in a he's in a hollow scan at one scene in Return in Empire Strikes Back, and he's only there in. Uh, Return of the Jedi at the very end of the movie. He's a presence, and Snoke was the same thing. It's the same thing. But, but Snoke was in The Force Awakens more than the Emperor was ever in Empire. So it's like there was more of a presence in from Snoke in Force Awakens. So it's like it's just like a, everyone. How's the Emperor okay I mean, and Snoke not? I feel like I feel like the though like the Emperor Palpatine. His he didn't really get his. I don't know. I felt like his. Um, his spotlight was more of Rise of Skywalker because whereas the OG trilogy, it was more about Darth Vader. I mean, that's where the spotlight was. Emperor Palpatine, you know, he was there. He was a presence for sure. But I don't know. I just felt like he had more. How'd he come back, Kyle? How'd he come back? Hold on. Hold on, Brad. Hold on. How'd he come back, Kyle? Emperor Palpatine? Yes. We still don't know that because exactly. that, that was a loophole. Exactly. Somehow. That was a Palpatine that was a hole in the, in, the, in the Star Wars saga. Go ahead, Brad. Sorry. Do you think Do you think they're gonna like like talk about that at some point? Because no. I don't know. Like even in the the Rise of Skywalker, I would say like you know he got thrown over he got thrown into like over a bridge into like a like into space basically, and somehow he's fine. Like, they just brought him back, and it was just it was just fine. Darth Maul That's survived something similar, so I mean, it happens. I mean, fuck, it happens in comic books. It happens in Star Wars. Yeah, the Sarlacc pit. I mean, it's it's a comic book movie. We gotta we gotta just yeah. be okay with this. I mean, 
I, my my biggest issue is everything that I, I was talking to my uh, brother-in-law Dave, well soon soon to be brother-in-law Dave, um, about Last Jedi last night, and he's like, I didn't like it, and I was like, okay, what? And he's like, hey, Ray, and the, the whole all the same cliche arguments, and I said, okay, you see more on-screen time of Ray training than you do Luke, and he kind of stopped, and he's like, really? And I was like, yes. Ray I, you know what though? You know what Jedi though? Than Luke does. In the Force Awakens, she kind of gets her abilities a little bit too fast. I felt like, but I mean, you're right. I mean, Luke, in the in- Luke, Luke doesn't, where he's able to fly, like drive a moped and then shoot down the Death Star through an impossible shot, guided by Obi Wan. It's the same thing, dude. I'm not saying like it's like the the worst thing ever. I mean, I I think it was fine. Like I'm not gonna say she was a Mary Sue or anything like that. Ray was one of my favorite characters, so I'm I just saying. Like I I don't get like some of the backlash on her. I think that was like a perfect, that was like a perfect direction to take the franchise. Like it it makes it interesting and different because you just you know sometimes you like get somebody with like a different background it gives you a different perspective and this was just like the natural progression like you know have a female character become a jedi because i don't think we've really seen that before at least not to, that i'm thinking anyway um I, I don't know i thought it was great it was great i i just don't like the arguments of like that the fa- that it's okay for the original trilogy to do it because i like the original trilogy but when the sequel trilogy does it disney sucks and is wrong that's where i have an issue yep and it's just, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not taking it out on you. I'm just saying like, that's where I go. Like, this is, this is like, it's, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. Not you again, not you. I'm just saying people, when they argue this are talking out of both sides of their mouth. It drives me nuts. Mm. Yep. Yep. I know how it is. It's like, it's like us with like ba- anything, Batman or superhero, <laughs> right? It just, or no, Marvel. Again, like I'm, really, I'm, this, I'm, I'm it's like the Marvel fans. Final. It's like the Marvel fans. They're, they're intolerable. And, and I don't think Star Wars fans are any different. Oh, Star Wars fans are the worst, dude. The Star Wars fans are the worst fans. Absolutely. Who do you think? Fans. Who do you think? Do you think Star Wars, out of all the, like the big major film fran- nerd franchises, like who has the worst fans? Do you think it's Star, Star Wars? Wars? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Really, hundred ten percent. Yeah, hundred percent. That they have this because they have a narrow-minded thing of what they have. You ever heard a Star Wars fan go like, "This is what they should have done," and it's the worst fucking story you've ever heard in your life, and you're like, "Why would they do that?" Like, well, I think what should have happened is after episode seven, we should have focused on Wedge Antilles and his <laughs> rise. No, you shouldn't have done that. I love Wedge Antilles. He's one of my favorite characters. But no, you shouldn't have done that. What they did was brilliant. The only character I think they got shafted in the sequel trilogy a little bit was Finn. Yeah, he I did. Do you think he? Do you think they're going to come out with like a TV show with him? Because I could see. I mean, they kind of left it. it. John Boyoga won't do it. Well, he kind of so. complained. He kind of kind of complained that he didn't get like more of the spotlight, and they they really kind of gave him the shaft in in the sense that like you know he was force sensitive. And I don't I don't know if I can't recall if he actually said that in the film or if that was after the fact. It was but, implied. It was implied with him talking to Ray about he needs to talk to her about something, and only she would it, understand and that kind of thing. And but that was like would, a real misfire, you know, with the last film. Even though I loved the last film, it's one of my favorites. Like they just they left a lot of things. Like, I don't know if they just kind of tried to wrap it up too quickly or it was one of those things where they're like putting seeds for like future stuff. But I mean, if it's like Abrams should not have directed that movie, that movie should have been directed by Ryan Johnson. uh, I agree. I disagree with that. But um, Ryan Johnson did the middle part, dude. He was one that set up the story going forward. He should have been the one to finish it. 
I mean, I mean, it's, he's got a point. He's got know, a point. Look at look at how they ended the Harry Potter films. Like, I think it was well, it was David I was Yates. Just gonna he bring, did the, the same I, four. I was just going to bring that up because I just watched the Harry Potter 20th anniversary so special. Did, so and did they I. Talked about yeah, that was fucking. Awesome. They talked about you know changing directors, and if you look at each film, like the last. Whenever David Yates took um, place, I think it was like the Goblet of Fire. But, the, you know, just the tone of the films changed completely. And oh, yeah. even from the first two, it's like if you're trying to get somebody into it, like it's really hard, especially like an adult. Like it's really hard to have somebody get into the films with watching the first two movies because they're so kid centered. But then like the last the like, you know, last few films are just so dark and very adult. I mean, it's oh, at the end of Goblet, dark yeah. shit. At the end of Goblet, when Cedric Diggory dies, and that howling, his father, just like, my boy, like, that, that fucking scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Brutal. God. <laughs> nah, get the fuck out of here. I'm going to mute you, you stupid prick. Okay, like. <laughs> this is the Brand- fourth mother box, dick. <laughs> but- Harry Potter is by far way better of a storyline than Star Wars will ever hope to be. Fuck All both right. of you. All right, that's insane to say. Way better. That's that's insane. That's, any that's any argument is just wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. Tremendous. It's tremendous. I know a thing or two about stories, and I'm telling you, it's one of the best. I looked at J.K. and I said, "Listen, I'm going to tell you Harry Potter with his little sword or his little his little uh, what's it called a wand, his little wooden stick. It's going to be unbelievable." Uh, I had a point about Star Wars, but you bored bored me to death with Harry Potter talk. I forgot Good. what it was. Good. We, we were making comparisons to how oh, having the same director finishing the series is a smart thing to do. But I remember what it was. Well, Any issue you have with the way The Last Jedi went, you can directly blame on J.J. Abrams because he literally picked it up with what he was given. You know, though, you're, you're you guys are right in the sense that, like, those – those three movies just felt different from each other. And I almost yeah. feel like it's better to be consistent because then you get a consistent vision and you could see a huge difference between the, uh, the last Jedi and rise of Skywalker. I mean, huge. I mean, it's like, it's like Episode completely felt different like a star Wars movie that was just updated. Episode eight felt like a Ryan Johnson movie, which I love Ryan Johnson movie. So I'm okay with it. And then nine felt like a fucking Disney movie. Slash that's, video that's a good game. point. It felt that's like a good video point. game, dude. Like that scene where all those all those uh, star destroyers are just lined up. It looked like Star Fox or something. <laughs> like it it didn't look like it didn't look like Star Wars. Like it looked like a Star Wars video game from like 2003 on the GameCube. Like it just not not the visually, but like just the game like feel. I don't know. I, the more I watch the Rise of Skywalker, the more I have issues with it. I know because a lot of this shit just makes no sense. And you said something the other day, I think it was on the Scott Ford show, uh, shout out to Scott Ford show, um, that I had never really realized that they were going for this this thing and like, it's anywhere in the universe this dagger is. And then they crash land and happen to fall into the pit where yep. the sword is. That was what ridiculous. The what, what the fuck? fuck I know, dude? yeah, like, that's, I have a problem doing? with that, yeah. And yeah. then the pieces of it happen to match the Death Star and that's where you know to go. That also makes no sense because, like, what does that mean? Did you, do you does it tell you what door to walk into? Like, right? Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Not the movie, but that that whole part of it. And I yeah. and I hate Canto Bite just as much. But I think the overall movie is just so much more satisfying with Last Jedi. The overall movie. Ugh. Oh, sure. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I get it. Just uh, t- Tom, you want to plug uh, your your uh, 
episode on the Scott Ford show because I felt like it was a really good, it was a really good episode. I just finished listening to it yesterday and you guys had a really good conversation. So I think it'd be good to like talk about that. Absolutely. I shared it on my Facebook page. I'll share it again within the fourth mother box group, but Scott Ford, good, great buddy of the show and Kyle and myself has a popular YouTube show called the Scott Ford show that he's been doing, I think about a year or so. Um, And he asked me to come on, talk about weight loss. We, and then we got into Spider-Man no way home and then we obviously ended talking a little bit uh, about Last Jedi and the sequels about Star Wars. So um, Scott's going to be on Jedi Talk. He's already agreed. He'll definitely be on Fourth Motherbox one day. Um, can't wait to talk nerdy stuff with him. But please go check the Scott Ford show out. Show out. Um, he talks about everything, everything from faith, family. Um, uh, I don't know if he's done anything sports-related yet, but uh, Kyle's been on the show too, I think, once, and they've talked a wide variety of topics. So definitely check he's, it out. He's... He's good for like, um, like good for motivation and and self esteem stuff, like in confidence building. He talks a lot about that. He's very inspiring in in a lot of ways. So, um, he he does dabble into politics a little bit. So if that's not your thing, you know, definitely maybe it might not be for you. But, um, you, you know, despite that, Scott's a good guy. Like he's a fun guy. He's he's huge. I didn't know he was that huge of a Star Wars fan when uh, you know you were on the show. Um, so he would fit right into it in a. You know, Jedi talk. Yeah, he's got a Star sure. Wars tattoo. I don't know what it does, what it is of, of, but he said he's got a Star Wars tattoo. So yeah, he's gonna fit right into Jedi talk. I I can't wait. Absolutely, that'll be I that'll be a great episode. Like that'll be a great I episode. Like that guy. And I'm not usually a a uh, you know motivational speaker guy, but he does it in a not corny way. Yes, he's he's fantastic. So I, Scott, can't wait to have you on Jedi talk, dude. It's gonna be a blast. Hell yeah. Um, and here here we. I want to go down more about the that that road that you were talking about with him with like the sequel trilogy, you know, Lucas not having a, a plan and Lucas doing all the prequels, you know, and we saw how that turned out. Um, so uh, lots of stuff to talk about with him. Um, but Absolutely. I, I, I did make mention and boys, um, do you have any last Star Wars thoughts before I kind of, you know, Brad hasn't had a chance to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home yet. And, you know, this is something that we will talk about until the day's end on this show, how much we loved it. But any last Star Wars thoughts before we jump over to the MCU? I'm good. I just want people to give Book of Boba Fett a chance. If we're still feeling this way at the end of the season, then you have a right to complain. Yep. But you have no right to complain one episode in when it's an establishing episode. Fuck Th- you. Thank you. Agree. Couldn't say anything. <laughs> All right. So jumping into another multiverse, Spider-Man No Way Home. So Kyle and I have both been very loud and proud about how we thought about this movie. It's still on January 2nd, 2022. Um, hey, Brad, it's 12.03 p.m. on January tw- uh, 2nd, 2022, uh, Eastern Standard Time, and The Last Jedi is still canon. Yes! yes. Fuck you, Kyle. R- yeah, fuck um, you, Kyle, you prick. Worst, worst, worst movie Kyle. ever. Screw you guys! Screw you guys, Kyle. Fuck you, Kyle. I'm going home and watch that shit, Kyle. Fuck you, Uncle Kyle. Oh. <laughs> that post-COVID shit is so good. Thank you, Uncle Kyle. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. It's literally Cartman. I know. It's it's so good. Oh my God. That, that is one of the best episodes of South Park. That two parter is so great. Mm -hmm. I love when he's like, my favorite part is when he goes, uh, you know, if I could go back in time over and over again, every single time I would still fuck that pangolin. I still fuck the pangolin. (laughs) I loved, I loved, uh, I loved butters turning into Victor chaos and selling the NFTs. Oh Oh my fucking God. That, that was was, hilarious. Oh, I loved it so much. I love South Park. It's like when yeah. I could we could do a South Park podcast, dude. I love South yes, Park. Yes, we could. All right, jumping uh, into talk the talk about. Go ahead, Kyle. I was just gonna say talk about the test, like you know, 
like the t- the time that that show has been out and it's just been consistently quality. Yeah, they they've been they've been doing you know, you know, say what you will about the Simpsons, they've had their ups and downs, but South Park has been nothing but con- at least they've been consistent. You know, when they try to do their thing, they try it. Um, and they've been, you know, doing episodes a little bit differently than how they originally would do it, but they're always delivering, and it's something that I can enjoy from start to finish. There's never been a South Park episode where I felt like it's, oh, this sucked. I didn't enjoy my time. I've always been able Agreed. to laugh at something. Agreed. There's never been one that was that fell flat. There's always it's always good. Right. Um, so always good. Kyle and I loved No Way Home. Brad, give us all your thoughts. It's my favorite MCU movie. I'm just going to go ahead and start there. It, before this, I think you and me had the same one, but mine was always um, Winter Soldier. That yep. was always my favorite MCU movie because it just felt a little different than all the other ones. Um, I, I've always liked it. But this one, man, it's a funny time. You and me are very similar. Andrew Garfield was my favorite Spider-Man. We've defended it to Evan a thousand times on the show. I remember messaging you the day he was going to go see it and you didn't get back to me in time, but I was going to tell you there's no way he would like it because of the fan service. He was going to hate it. Oh, um, I was right. <laughs> but I, I think, I think fan service gets a bad rap. Like it, it, it the term fan service, it should not be a negative thing. Like you should want to have those moments as a fan. Like m- one of my favorite moments in the entire movie was when Harry Osborne said, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. Yeah. Like, I love those, like, those are little things that if you don't really know the stuff, you're going to, you're not going to be able to appreciate as much. I thought it was fantastic. The way they handled all the, and the Andrew Garfield stuff with, you know, especially with him revived, like redeeming himself with Gwen Stacy's death, that moment for me, oh, I, there was a guy in, my, in our theater that as, as that was happening with Zendaya, as she's falling, some, some guy goes, you, that's the last guy you want doing that. <laughs> <laughs> And that guy was me. <laughs> oh, Christ. Oh, man. Just the way they redeemed everybody. The Seeing Toby in the Spider-Man suit just felt natural. It just, it didn't feel, none of it felt forced. Um, it just all felt very genuine and natural. And it just, it was everything I wanted. I didn't think they were going to be in it very long. I'd been, I remember talking to Jet Talk, I was like, there's no way they're going to be in it. Like, if they're in it at all, you'll see them as like a passing cameo. I'm so glad I was wrong. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> it was it was so well done. I, I can't I can't think of any way they could have done it any better. It I was perfect, do, man. I don't understand Evan's dislike for this movie. It just like it blows me away. It's almost like you can't not like that movie. Like it's got a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it does. And that's if you are a fan of Spider-Man, fans. if you're a fan of Spider-Man. Or like even superhero movies in general, like that that was a good movie. Like he I think he doesn't understand that it's not real. And I think he like goes like, Well, why wasn't Rhino there? And it's like, well, Paul Giamatti wasn't available. Like it's a movie at the end of the day. Like there's shit that happened that is just isn't feasible. These movies still have budgets. I mean, like, you can't make a three billion dollar movie, which is what he wanted, I think. And it what they did with what they had was perfect. I mean, like I I could have taken her leave and like taken her left Sandman. He just kind of didn't do anything really. Yeah, but he was, it was just cool there. To, it was cool to see him. It was yeah. cool to see it, and and it was like I, I and he he was like complaining even before the movie about the, how they're going to make Doc Ock good. And it's like, well, if you remember the movie, the chip frying is what made him turn evil in the first place. He mm-hmm. was a good guy. So them fixing it is not a plot hole or a retcon. It is just a way to get Doctor Otto Octavius back to being a good guy. So it's not a retcon. 
I, and I think he, people throw these words around. They don't know what they mean. Retcon just means like, oh, no, he's when he comes into the portal, he's a good guy. And it's like, no, they fixed him. Yeah. He was a good guy up front. Like, and you know what? You know what, though, too, is like the fan servers comment. I mean, you could easily say that about the recent trilogy of Star Wars, like bringing back Han Solo. And, and he's Leia OK and with Luke. it. Yeah. Evan's OK. With like it. It, with him that's is like, it's the it, same it, thing. Same exact thing is, is Rise of Skywalker. So I don't want to hear you not liking that movie when you're okay with Sith magic and that's fine with it. I literally went, Evan, Sith magic. I was like, I'm fine with it. I'm like, dude, come on. But you but you're not okay with what you got inspired, man. I just don't I don't understand it. I, I, can't wait, I can't wait to talk to him about it. Me too. And his his opinion's super valid. I I I I can understand like I hate everybody who does lock and step and loves everything. So I appreciate Evan being like out on the board in the sharks below because I think you're wrong. Valid opinion, but I, you're wrong. <laughs> um, it's just so this is not the movie to not like. Right. Like, yeah. Thor Ragnarok is a movie. It's like I oh, never yeah. fuck that movie. I hate Thor three. I, I'm so glad you guys. I'm the only person I know that hates that movie, and I think it is just such a cornball fucking joke fest. It's stupid as shit. I hate it. That's the movie to not <laughs> like. Yep. But but this one is not that man. Like they literally like. There are, I, he brought up something that I was like, oh, he's got a point, and I forget what it was. But what was the point he brought up, Tom? Do you remember what it was? Where it was something that like they did, they left something out. No, I was probably really high at the time. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't you remember know, what it was, but he, I was like, oh, that's a valid point, but I forget what it was. You know what we'll though? One other one other point about this movie is that this is the first time we've seen like really a superhero movie integrate movies from the past on the big screen. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that other than maybe the shitty CW shows, but like yeah. fuck CW that. universe doesn't does, count. I keep it doesn't telling count. you not even close it, to the same. It doesn't level. even count anymore. And no. so like this was, yeah, it was a little, little fan service, but like it made sense to the, it made sense to the story. It, it was good storytelling too. Like it just, it naturally fit very perfectly. And I've been saying that this, this movie should have happened for years. Like, I want the old Spider-Man to come back in. Wouldn't it be cool to see that? That would be like the most bombshell of a fucking movie ever. And they did it. And it was perfect. So does this make the original Spider-Man movies like the original? Are yep. those now the first MCU movies? I was just going to say that. Move over, Tony Stark. There's a new champion in town. Like, Toby's Spider-Man movie. Like, to me, I it, it's, it's just not just like because it's canon now in the MCU. But... You know, that was that movie and the X-Men, the first X-Men movie. That's what kicked off the comic book universe like fandom for me. Right. Wasn't X-Men first? I think X-Men was first. Wasn't X-Men 99 and then Spider-Man was 2001? Mm. I'd have to do some digging. Uh, I think you're I think you're right. I think I think you're right, Brad. X-Men did come first. X-Men one. Or was it Blade? Actually, was it Blade? It might have been. Was it? I know Blade came out in the 90s. It was like 1998, I believe. So it looks like the very first X-Men movie was 2000, July 14th of 2000. And okay. Sp- Spider-Man came out Spider- after that, Spider-Man definitely. Was, Spider-Man yeah. was after because, remember, they had to change it yep. because of the trailer for the, the, towers. the Twin Towers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had a really good idea. So, like, what if they did no, this with Tobey Maguire's? Fuck you. Tobey Maguire's. May 3rd, 2002. Oh, shit. Wow. Okay. Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man coming back for one more film, but make it like a Logan-style film, like an aged Spider-Man coming back for one more time for some big reason. Just call it Parker. And make it, and uh, yeah, and and it it could be like, you know, more, I kind of like Logan was. I could see that being like a, a really great 
a really great film. That would be really cool to see something like that. I'd be down for that too. That's that's a great Logan's one of the best superhero movies that people forget about for whatever reason. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. I can't oh, yeah. I can't wait to say that's my favorite MCU movie when they introduce the X Men in the multiverse of madness. God, that, that would be insane if they did that. Woo. You think they'll think do that? I think, I think that's how we're gonna get the Fantastic Four. Yeah. I'm with Brad on that one. How dope would it be if if we get Chris uh Evans as the human torch. Oh my God. That would be so fucking cool. <laughs> that would be so dope. And they're like, they're like cap. And he's like, what flame what? on? Yeah. Flame on. Here's, here's what I wouldn't want them to do though, is that I don't want them to announce the cast. I just want to go into the movie and see it happen because Could you imagine how big of a mind fuck it would have been seeing that theater, not knowing that Andrew Garfield and Tony, uh, Tony McGuire were going to be in that. I, it makes me hate internet culture. Yep. God, you know what? Like I, I was browsing YouTube a couple like days before that movie came out in in the entire world. And Why? I saw some Well, I was I was on YouTube. I wasn't looking for it. And I just saw like a screenshot of like what looked like Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield, but the, you know, together. But I just convinced myself like somebody just like put this together. It's not true. But I'm just like, you know, why do people do this shit? It it really fucking pisses me off. And even even some like big companies, because even if we can point to like Batman versus Superman with the doomsday reveal, like, uh, uh, you know, you, you shouldn't put yeah, big I didn't stuff like, like that. that trailers yeah. and Emperor Palpatine in the Rise of Skywalker. Like, why did you do that? It would have been yeah. so much more amazing to, to like go into that movie, not knowing like that was Emperor Palpatine. It's like they could have just said like there's a new dark presence in the galaxy mm. and it's going to cause the end of the galaxy or whatever. That would have pissed that's me it. off more. Well, they could have done something different. Him again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I get it. I, th- I will say I was there when that trailer dropped at Star Wars Celebration and that moment people were crying and shaking and freaking the fuck out. I wouldn't want to give up that moment. So I, I, I don't know. That was... I. I I think because he was there in person, Ian McDermott, and as they did the whole trailer thing, he comes out on stage and goes, roll it again as the emperor. (laughs) And they played the trailer back like back to back twice. So that moment was so freaking cool for me. So I still want a black series emperor from episode nine. Why why have we not gotten any episode nine figures? I know. What the shit? Makes no sense. You know what else doesn't make any fucking sense? It's 2022. Falls over. Where's my goddamn Cal Kestis legacy lightsaber, Disney? Right? Right? You it's know in San Francisco Bay. Joe yeah. Gatto left the fucking Impractical Jokers, and I'm pissed. Oh, my God. That's uh, Could we one time for Joe Gatto leaving Impractical Dude, Jokers? I'm pouring out right now. I got a bottle of Buffalo Trace I'm sipping oh on right God. now. Rest in peace for Impractical Jokers, because it's not going to be the same without Joe. Nope. Um, Kyle, I, I don't know if you've ever watched Impractical Jokers. Um, I saw, yeah. yeah, I watched it a few times. Like I, I, I like, you know, it's a funny show. Yeah. I just never got super into it. Oh, it's one of my favorites, man. It's, it's such a pure, yes. Hilarious. It's a fun, it's a funny ass show for sure. Like here's hilarious. How, here's how good of a show it is. I heard about it from Doug Stanhope. Wow. And he was like, it's one of the funniest things. Doug Stanhope, who was like one of the most brilliant, like crazy, like edgy, thoughtful comedians was like this show's hilarious and i was like oh yeah check this out because doug stanhope thinks it's yeah. funny and he, t- he was talking about it on rogan one episode and he's like it's one of the funniest shows i've ever ever seen in my life that's and cool he's right and it's just it's such it's so funny and it's so simple but it's so good and joe is arguably the funniest of the four of them so it's going to be yeah, tough he's, he's my personal favorite yeah. so this is 
I mean, I like all of them because it's the, it's the chemistry of the four of them that works. Mm-hmm. And so without him, you know, even if he isn't like, even if Sal left, it would be a bummer because Sal's hilarious too. And it's just, I don't yeah. know, it, it bums me out. It was a, it, losing Betty White and the Impractical Jokers in one day was more than I could fucking take. Hold up, that, um, I was getting on the. I was getting on the plane to, and Kyle, you can do your go, uh, Golden Girls joke in a second here. Um, but I was getting on the plane to uh, come home to uh, to Orlando from Phoenix, and John Madden passed away. So I don't know you you two aren't into sports as much as I am, but that one hit me. Like John Madden was the Dude, first football color. Though. Yeah, he's the first football color commentator I remember like listening to. Like Thanksgiving games were all about John Madden. I got into the John Madden football game and his, hearing his voice like the boom, you know, and all, all, all that shit. It's like. His death was like holy crap, like a little bit of dose of reality. And then you're right, seeing Betty White and Joe leave the Jokers, like what a weird way to end years. Yeah, I, I was just man. gonna, I was actually wasn't gonna make a Golden Girls comment. Um, I was gonna say that Impractical Jokers has to be the best job in ever. <laughs> Can you imagine just having like four of your, but three of your like best guy buddies just doing fucked up shit on TV for money, for well, a lot imagine, of money? Imagine you meet Kyle. Or you, you, me, Tom, and Evan, like all just oh my talking God. shit. Each other. I mean, come on, Evans Murr. <laughs> That'd be so fun. <laughs> Evans Murr. He's Evans one hundred percent Murr. <laughs> he keeps it all together. Who would uh, be who? Oh God. Uh, who's you're maybe maybe Brad? You're probably more of the. I mean, who's who's more impulsive of us of the two of us? Like the more the most impulsive one's going to be Joe. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm Joe. I went through a really bad divorce, had to quit jobs. There so you I think go. I'm Joe. All right, you're Joe. There you go. I'll be Q. I'll be Q because Q Q's a big Q's comic book nerd. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah, he's quietly hilarious. And Kyle's the perfect Sal because he, he he's a little infeminate and and he's funny every now and again. Yeah, he's definitely Sal. Yeah. Q is, but Q's like the like behind the scenes, like he's like the guy that keeps the show going. Like he's like the big writer of the group. Oh yeah, is he? Okay. Yeah, they they talk about like if, if it wasn't for Q, like the show wouldn't be what it is, and they they actually brought him on because of how good of a writer he is. Oh wow, okay, awesome. Yeah, Q Q is like the the dude. If he left, the him. show would tank. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Rest in peace, Practical Jokers. It's still there, but it's not going to be the same. Yep. Tom, do you still do you still moonlight as Lucille Ball at Universal Studios? <laughs> I I do what your mom pays me to do. So yeah. <laughs> that, didn't, that wasn't even like a good comeback. I mean, you could do no, a lot of you, you would have done the same man, goddamn comeback if like I said Rick. it to you. Like, like that's all you I mean, do. Dresses up like Ricky Ricardo. It's her. It's his twenty bucks. You know. Yeah, exactly. If I want to smack her around a little bit because she asked me to, I will. <laughs> but you're Lucille Ball. You're not Desi Arnaz. You're... I know who I was in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. But as long as Brad is laughing, that's it's fine. Oh God. Oh. Oh. Where the hell were we, Spider Man? Right. It's it's Spider Man's the shit. Fuck you, Evan. My favorite MCU movie. <laughs> too. It it surpassed Winter Soldier for me. Um, Kyle, would you rank it as your as your favorite? MCU movie? Yes, sir. Um I think, you know, when you put in Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, uh, yeah. it's it's like it's hard to like really I mean, I feel like if you're ever talking ranking like movies, it's hard to do it with like the big group films. And I almost kind of want to say just put those to the side, but we're putting those to the side. Absolutely. And I'm also going to see it for the second time today. Oh, so I beautiful. can't wait. Excellent. Yeah. Sweet. 
I'm seeing it like this week. As soon as I get back up to New Jersey or up to New Jersey, we're going to go see it. I'm taking my niece to it. Yeah. But I, I was like, you can't, you have to watch the original Spider-Man movie. She's seen like the Tobey Maguire one, but not the Andrew Garfield one. So she needs to see all of them, but she's not going to understand what's going on. Oh very, yeah. Very true. Yeah. And so I was like, we were going to go see it yesterday because the theater I used to work at when I was a teenager is showing it. And I was like, Oh yeah. Have you seen the Andrew Garfield one? She's like, who's that? And I was like, well, <laughs> all right, we're not going to see it yet. So watch them on the way up to New Jersey. And then when we get up there, I'll take you to go see it. You know what I would love to see um, a No Way Home version of is all the Batman that we've had in the past. All right, let's go. Christian Dude. Bale, Michael Keaton. Yes. We can't have Adam West, RIP Adam West, but Christian Bale, Michael Keaton, um, Ben Affleck, you know, Clooney and Kilmer as a joke, maybe. Oh, it's a but, joke, never mind. Uh, Kevin Conroy. No, like, we, don't, we don't need that. Bale Kilmer can't do it because he's like too fucked up. But we don't need to have George Clooney either because no, George you, you Clooney have, hates no, 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 George no, no. Clooney Batman. Everybody that, that is willing to do it should do it. Whether you like him or not, it's canon, bitch. If, if Attack of, not canon. If Attack not of canon. the Clones is canon, then fucking Val Kilmer's Batman is canon. Val Kilmer is, yeah, that yeah he would like roll in. I think he's like in a wheelchair and he's, he, he, he can't talk, so... <laughs> <laughs> they just they just wheelbarrow donuts into his mouth every day. I used to no, be Batman. Just, yes, Mr. Kilmer, we he understand. He just pulls up in the Batmobile. He's like, I'll take a large number four. <laughs> <laughs> Extra pickle. Isn't he sick, though? Is he sick or is he just no, fat? No, he's fat. He's, no, he's, he had, like, throat cancer, oh, so whoops. he can't even really speak. So <laughs> yeah, it was, no, it was, I knew he had something look bad. Something bad. My bad. My bad. Throat cancer, bad. Um, so hopefully he's edit he's doing out. okay. <laughs> um, but the reason I was saying they should do this with Batman is because, guys, we got a surprise second trailer, for, or actually third, I think, technically, for the Batman that's coming out in March that just dropped. Like, the Bat and the Cat. Like, holy shit, they gave us a lot of new stuff. And Kyle and I have just just texted about it briefly, and we really haven't even been able to talk about it. But, um, man, another spectacular trailer for this movie. It's like, holy shit, like, ooh, the Batman is setting up to just explode our minds and um, really open up a world of this character that we've never seen. And he's been explored quite a bit. You know, we might, we might get that. Six hours long. I want this movie to be six hours long. Cause it looks like it's going to have to be. Yep. It's almost three hours long. I think yep. that's yes. what they keep saying, it's almost which three. is yeah. what it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And they actually, we might get, you know, a all Batman film, in the flash because we're getting Keaton and Affleck. I mean, who knows who else we're going to get in there because it's a multiverse film and maybe even some other alum like Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman, who still looks great to this age in her sixties and Danny DeVito is penguin. And, uh, I don't know. I have a funny random story. I was watching a, an interview with Danny DeVito, like, and he was talking about the penguin character. And apparently when he was in the penguin suit, like one of the penguin bit him in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he was so thankful that he had the suit on because if he did hadn't like say his uh private parts maybe or maybe not be still available to him that's awesome that is funny man i love Jesus. that they use real penguins too <laughs> just like just move along yeah, right. <laughs> just like biting him in the dick oh that's a spectacular story um, but what do you think? What, what do you think about like Keaton being in Batgirl? Because I, I I think this is kind of nuts. Like, is he in our universe? Is something going to happen in the Flash film where they're going to merge, like they did in Crisis on Infinite Earths? Like, what do you think is going to happen? 
the the it's going to be Flashpoint. They're going to Flashpoint it all in the Flash's movie next year. Because I don't know if you saw it. I put this in the show notes, but Gal Gadot actually uh, mistakenly revealed that she's going to be in the Flash because uh, she posted like a year in review and showed pictures of her in the Wonder Woman get up um and it was clear as day that she was getting makeup done and she was wearing the tiara and everything and she put put it it was like july and august 2021 and that's exactly when the flash was filming and she has oh, wow. no excuse to do anything else um she's going to be in fury of the gods the, the shazam 2 movie but that's already been done um so like i mean you, hell yeah uh it, do you think we're going to get like a like a whole all-out war with like the Amazonians, the Amazons, and uh, the Atlanteans. You know, the, the Atlanteans. Yes. In like Flashpoint, she is brutal as fuck. She just fucking stabs the shit out of Shazam and and brutally murders him. Well, she murders so Aquaman I if we're gonna too. Get that. One of my favorite Wonder Woman moments. She's right through the fucking chest. Oh my god. That'd be kind of cool to see. Yes, it would. If she just killed Jason Momoa, <laughs> he's so badass. Oh. She's so hot, I'll allow it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we're going to get a lot of different stuff in the, in the Flash movie because it's Flashpoint, right? You know, Barry's going to end up in the past somehow. He's gonna, his mom's going to be alive. He's got to get his powers back. That's how he's going to discover Keaton. And he's going to be like, well, I know a different Batman, and that's we'll get Affleck. Um, I'm hoping Bale was approached for this. I, I, I hope that he does it, um, even if it's just a cameo. I'm not, I'm not getting my hopes super up, but... You know, this is this is the time to do it. Capitalize on what Spider Man did. You know, this DC, this is your version, right? You've had Batman out forever. Um just just lots of lots of thoughts because um if Gal's going to be in that movie, uh, I think it's it's set up to be probably a somewhat of a reset, um, and that allow them to do different things. But um, I'm glad that they're bringing it all together. I'm glad that they are not ignoring Snyder's characters, right? Uh, and Zach has been I don't know if you saw this, Kyle. And I apologize, my ADHD is all over the place today. But um, Snyder's been posting very cryptic pictures on Vero. Um, it's kind of like a poor man's Instagram. Um, but he's been posting these pictures on Vero, and they're getting the they're they're getting the like attention of the Snyderverse of the Snyder fans because they're posting like he's he posted a fire pit, and there were exactly seven chairs around the fire pit. And like Zach doesn't do this shit on purpose, like. The in the fact that at the, at the end of the Snyder cut is like seven chairs, you know, with room for more, you know, clearly calling out that the Justice League was going to have seven members, you know, he's he revealed a, a never before seen picture of Batfleck in the Batmobile, you know, I think there's shit going on behind the scenes, I think you know Snyder's characters are going to be involved in the Flash's movie, I think there's going to be a little bit of a reset, I think the Snyderverse is going to exist on HBO Max in the very near future. And then I think the DCEU is going to continue with, like, um, I don't know. The only, the only thing I fear is Henry Cavill's Superman. I don't know where he fits into all of this, especially with the two Superman projects that are getting done. About, um, um, Zod. Yeah, yeah, Val Zod. And there's another one, right? Um, is, is, the, is Val Zod the one that Michael B. Jordan's working on? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's that one. Yeah. Okay. Man, anyway. they did him so fucking dirty. I'm, I know. We, you know, even on the fourth mother talk, we, you know, shit on you for liking Superman, rightfully yes. so. But um, <laughs> uh, they did him so dirty with Superman, dude. He's the perfect Superman. There's not. He's such a nerd too. Like I love hearing all the stories, but I'm not a fan of The Witcher. But like 
hearing how much he loves doing what he does. Yeah. Like he would go home in the costume just because he loves the character so much. Like that 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 would be me if I was like in a Star Wars movie. Right. They He's did so they did him so dirty, man. It makes me sad. Henry Cavill is very committed to his roles, and I love that about him. And even I'm a huge fan of The Witcher, and I'm still watching the second season, which just dropped. And he talked about like reading the books a dozen times and playing the game like a dozen times. And the game is I played this the most recent game, which is like the most popular, The Witcher Three. It's it's like the biggest game of all time, and I played it a million times, and I still can't hundred percent it just because there's so much shit in there. But he like corrects people on set. And so, like, I love that about him. And so it's like he was just like a true fan, like, you know, taking a part in one of these roles. And I, and I just think you're right. He is like one of the perfect, most perfect Superman. Be Isn't perfect. it dope that like the guy that plays Superman is going on set like, um, actually, that's not what he would do. It'd be a power three. <laughs> <laughs> I love he, it. He he's, he is like that because he, he like plays World of Warcraft and he's like a total, total nerd. You know how disappointing it is that he's that handsome? And he's still a nerd, and we look like we look. <laughs> it makes no sense. So he, he's, it's so he, upsetting. He should be like a fat guy shitting into a toilet pan somewhere. 100%. Uh, like in World of Warcraft and the South Park episode. And he's British. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. I meant to ask you this. I meant to ask both of you guys this. Have you ever seen the documentary, The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened? Yes. Yep. The Nick Cage Superman? Yes. I haven't did seen you, that. Did you guys both watch it? Okay, it was done by a guy named John Schnepp, who I loved back in the day when he was on Collider. He was a big Star Wars pundit and like just he's he's the kind of guy that like loves not in an annoying way, loves everything. He's like, no, I'm a fan. Like, it's cool to see all this stuff come to life. And it just came up in my memory that he's been dead for like five years now. And he was one of my favorite people like online. And I just I remember seeing that movie only because he did it because I loved him so much. I want to support him. But I thought you guys would dig it. If you haven't seen it, Kyle, you need to. It's really fucking cool. Okay, I'll put that on my list. Yeah, you'll like it. Oh, Chris Rock was going to be Jimmy Olsen or something in that movie, right? Cut out. Say that again. Oh, Chris Rock was going to be Jimmy Olsen in that movie that they were putting together. Yes. Yeah. That would have been crazy. Yeah, Keaton's Batman was going to be in it. It was. It was going to be crazy. It was it was going to be a cool movie. I, that, I'm just sad Schnepp died too, but that just came up in like a memory because I used to watch it all the time. And Kevin, sorry, I know that Kevin Smith put that everything. together, right? Uh, yeah, it was a Kevin Smith movie. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I thought. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Definitely check it out, Kyle. You'll like it. It's really interesting. Um, I I'm due to watch that actually. Um, anyway, so um, the Batman trailer gave us a bunch. Um, you mentioned Michelle Pfeiffer earlier, Kyle. Um, I hope she's ready to hand over the greatest Catwoman ever award. To Zoe Kravitz because Zoe is killing whoa, whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa! Eartha Kitt is the best <laughs> Catwoman. Okay, let's make that known. <laughs> and is this a, an opinion you're willing to go to the, your grave with? No, of course I'm joking. Okay, uh, <laughs> she's going to be the best Batwoman. Um, I, I'm, her name is escaping me. It's something uh, Zoe Kravitz. Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Mm-hmm. Zoe Kravitz. Um, she's going to be the best. They're they're freaking chemistry and sexual tension even in the trailers you can cut that shit with a knife i mean it's definitely they definitely cast this well like you can totally tell there's chemistry between the two of them yeah there is um there's definitely batman catwoman chemistry it can't i just can't wait um 
you know, more the penguin we saw a little bit in that trailer too. Um, but it really focused you on saw the, the, the way that car flip ends. Yeah. Amazing. Uh-huh. Oh, I think that might open the movie. I think there's going to, I think it's going to, that's going to be towards the beginning. I just have a weird feeling about, I don't know why. I don't know why. No, I, I mean, that's, that's a really cool establishing shot. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be the opening because I think we're, I think we're, unfortunately we're going to get another, uh, they're leaving the movie theater and they get killed kind of thing with his parents. Oh, I hope not. But I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna happen. Yeah. The the best way that was ever done was in Batman vs Superman. Mm-hmm. Snyder nailed showing it. that through the oh my showing God. that through the credits. That yeah. was just the way to go. That was just the way to go. Yes. So but I, I'm I'm so excited for this movie, dude. Like I cannot wait for this movie. This is my favorite. This is my most anticipated movie of next of this year. Mine too. Oh, this year we could say it. We could say it. The Batman no. comes out this year. Dude, three months from now. Two months from now. Two months. Two months. That's nothing. That's that's just what it was from uh like Halloween to now. We're gonna have the Halcyon paid off before the Batman comes out. I know. Oh, it's getting it's getting squirrely, dude. Twenty twenty two is gonna be the shit. Yep. Lots of DC, lots of Star Wars. Um, we're getting, you know, a Fantastic Beast movie that Kyle and I are actually very interested in. Um lots of good shit. Um if the theme parks could just drop their mask policy and we go back to living life that we love, um, it'd be perfect. I think, I think March. I think March. I think we're done with this by March. We'll see. We'll I see. doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it too. It'll never end. It's just going to go on until we're going to be like at our deathbed and we're going to have put on a fucking mask. Like, can you put a distance. mask on while your grandfather's dying, please? So he doesn't get COVID while he's dying. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you know, he's going to die, but we want to make sure he doesn't die even harder. Like, <laughs> like, like, like come on. If he dies, it better not be a millisecond sooner because of COVID. Right? It better not be because of COVID. Although they would mark it as a COVID death. Um, but anyway, live your life, people. You know, continue to live your life. Uh, we're here doing the same, hopefully giving you some um, very fun entertainment for the past hour, almost hour and a half. Um, gentlemen, any last thoughts today? Things you want to get off your chest? Uh, any words of wisdom as we inch towards the end here and wrap it up for today? No, nothing for me, man. I'm I'm good. This was a good episode. Yeah, thanks for joining yeah, I, Brad Hughes all the way from you're in North Carolina right now, right? Yeah. You're not in New Jersey yet. I am. I'm currently in Charlotte, like near downtown Charlotte, kind of Ballantine area. So anyone who knows that area, it's real fun. I, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, last thoughts, words of wisdom, anything for today? Well, I want to say that, you know, the Batman trailer, again, it uh another stellar trailer, and I can't wait for the movie. It's it just, I think it's going to be the best Batman, solo Batman movie of all time. I know I said that a million times, but I, man, I can't wait to do, see that and obviously do an episode right after that. It's going to be, it's going to be fucking intense. Yep. And somehow and you guys have seen that in Chicago, right? We are. Yeah. I'm going to be out there for my sister's wedding. It's crazy. I, I'm going to get, I'm going to get, I'm going to get tickets as soon as they go on sale. Cause I'm not fucking around with this. So, nope. um, and so, uh, final thoughts? Yeah, final thoughts. Words of wisdom. You know how to end it out, sir. Go crazy. Alrighty. Well, it is 1.35 a.m. in Chicago time, and The Last Jedi is not canon. Did you just Stupid say 1.35 a.m.? It is. 11.35 a.m. I oh. said 11.35 a.m. Oh. No, 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 no. You no. said one. You, you said, said one. one. Hey, rewind. I said, said one. Because you're Franks and Beans, and that's what it is. But you said one. Oh, that doesn't change that it, it's still not canon. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the midget that you're talking is wrong. Thank you for joining into the fourth mother hey, box. Midget lives day. matter. Shut okay, the hell midgets, up, Kyle. We have feelings too. We're a proud Shut race. No, See, you don't use a lollipop. You'll have no feelings. I'll go have sex with Yoda. <laughs> he was in Last Jedi. That'd and be canon. I'm sure. Yep. Yeah. It would be canon. On the Halcyon. On the Halcyon. That that's maybe, how we're in maybe it. Yoda. Maybe Yoda comes in and he's like, he does a stripper dance in a bar or something like that. <laughs> and that's where we end it. Thank you, everybody.